Welcome back. It is Mile High Magazine, another beautiful Sunday in Colorado. We are glad you're here. I am Murphy Houston, and today we're treated to have Sally Nail, the Executive Director of Paws Co. with us. Sally, how are you? Good, Murphy. How are you this morning? Well, I'm doing better because I get to talk to you about Paws Co. And I was telling you before we started uh, recording here that I've been in Denver a long time and don't know much about Paws Co. And with so many people coming to town these days and moving to Denver in the Colorado area, why don't you start our conversation this morning with what is Paws Co.? Yeah, absolutely. Paws Co. is an animal rescue. Um, we've been around since 2012 or 13. Um, we mainly are a, well, we are a foster-based rescue, meaning um, all of our animals are inside a home um, and they are rehabilitated or cared for and vetted until they're adopted. Um, POSCO's main mission, we pull only from shelters, so we pull animals um, that need us the most. We pull animals that aren't thriving in the shelter, that aren't getting adopted, specifically ones that have behavioral behavioral needs or medical needs that the shelter just can't help with. So that's kind of the uniqueness of POSCO. And yeah, hope that answered that question. Well, yeah, it does. And I'm, I'm kind of going to step back a bit. So when you say you work with other shelters, you work with all the shelters in the Denver area or the state of Colorado? How does that work? Um, we actually work with most of them in Colorado. A lot of the ones um, in the Denver area, the range line shelters, we work with a lot of rural shelters and, you know, try to help in, in things like that. The rural shelters have a little bit harder time um, getting donations and things like that. So we really try to help. We also do a food bank. So we tr- we travel and donate food that we've collected out to the rural shelters and try to help as much as possible. Um, in addition to Colorado, we once in a while will pull from Wyoming or Kansas um, if shelters in those areas need some additional support. So that's amazing stuff. So let me get the picture again. It's not like a shelter. You have people that take these pets in, whatever you acquire, that need extra help, and they foster them. Is that how it works? That's exactly how it works. So we have a we have a list um, that we compile, and then we take our fosters, send them that list, and then they go through it, and they decide which animals they can help. And then at that point, we pull the animal, and then we have transportation volunteers, and usually the shelters will too. So sometimes it's a meet halfway, or they'll bring them to Denver, or if they're local already in Denver, they'll pick them up, um, take them home, and then we work with we partner with vets in the area and get the animals vetted, spayed and neutered, microchipped, vaccinated, that whole deal. And if there's more specific things that the animal will need, um, we'll take care of that as well. Um, the animal is in their home. Um, and so they're able to really give us a good idea of what the animal needs, what they're like. You know, he's potty trained. He's not potty trained. He likes other animals. He doesn't like other animals. Um, he's cuddly. He's not. He likes walks, things like that. So it really helps us find a really good adoption for them, an adoption fit for them. So well, I would think that's one of the benefits. That's a, that's a great thing to be able to find people that can foster because I'm an animal lover, and we've had many shelter dogs over the years, my wife and I. In fact, we have one right now. I don't think I could give them back. <laughs> Once you start fostering, <laughs> how do you give them back? That's so true. You know, we have a lot of foster fails is what we call them, where they fail in fostering and actually adopt. Um, And we support that. That's always a good thing. Um, And a lot, you know, a lot of our fosters are really in this to really help in that next 
step, you know, through their journey. And they kind of, I think you have to get in that mindset of this is temporary, um, but sometimes it's a hard place to be because sometimes you do want to keep them all. Well, for sure. And you've got to be able to handle pets because you don't know what you're, you kind of know what you're getting based on what you're telling us here, Sally, but you really have to be prepared to put some work into it, correct? That's very true. You know, like I said, um, a lot of the animals, that we pull do have behavior needs. Um, We work with other trainers um, and try to get some assessments and some training needs. But you do sometimes you do have to put in some work if, you know, if they don't use litter boxes or they don't, they're leash reactive or things like that. You know, sometimes there is a lot of work that goes into these animals to help them through that journey. So do you have a temporary location where if an animal comes in and you cage them for a while until they're fostered out? We do not. Um, We would typically, if something like that happened, we would typically use a temp foster um, until we could find a a permanent foster. You know, I mean, I guess all fosters are temporary, but a more permanent foster. Sure, sure. Um, But we do not have a a location where we house animals. Well, uh, you have a lot of good fosters, it sounds like. But let's talk about the month of June. As I understand it, it's Adopt-A-Shelter Cat Month. Is that correct? That is correct, yes. And although we are not a shelter and don't have um, cats in a shelter or housed, I think it's important to us because we support the shelters, and that's kind of part of our POSCO's mission is to really support and add um, aid to the shelters. So most of our, well, all of our cats come from shelters. Um, And so that's why it's so important to us as well. Um, These cats have been in the shelter, um, and our partners are shelters, so... Well, that's great. Do you get a lot of kitties this time of year and puppies? Because, you know, it's that time of year. It is kitten season for sure. Um, We get a ton of kittens. Um, We seem to get more kittens, and I think that's overall in animal welfare. There's always more kittens than puppies. This year there's a lot of kittens. I I know we have over 20 or 30 kittens in care right now that are not quite old enough to even be adopted. So, um, there are a lot of kittens that come through here. I'll bet so. This time of year, they're busy, busy, busy. So how many animals has Paws Co. helped over this maybe last year? And how many are in the organization's care right now? Yeah, so last year um, in 2021, Paws Co. was a little over 400, I think closer to 450, the total number of animals that had come in and adopted out. Um, right now, we're closer to about 60. We've kind of slowed the pace down a little bit from COVID. Outside of myself, POSCO is volunteer ran 100%. Um, so we really rely on our volunteers and fosters to run the organization. And after COVID, everybody kind of needed a break. So we're kind of stepping back a little bit, taking a deep breath, figuring out really where our capacity is at and what we can do to help. Well, we're talking with Sally Nail, who's the executive director of POSCO. So you're the only paid employee for the organization. Yes, that is true. And actually, I just came on this year during January. So this is the first time POSCO um, has had a paid employee. So we've grown quite a bit recently, um, and they felt the need to bring on an executive director that was paid. Well, you sound like a good one. I read about your background a little bit, and you are a pet lover, no doubt about it. Well, thank you. Yes, I do. It's kind of always been my passion, for well, sure. Well, they're lucky to have you, it sounds like, for sure. Let's talk about this other divisions you have there. You'd mentioned food distribution. How does that work? Yeah, so we run a food bank. Um, we collect food and kind of do a food drive in various places. Um, when we collect that food, we either take it to Food Bank of the Rockies, where they're able to distribute it, Or like I said, we're able to get it out to rural shelters who don't necessarily have the income to purchase food. 
Um, so we really are able to help the rural shelters just collect it, you know, and sure. and get those that food out to the animals that need it. I didn't know Food Bank of the Rockies gave out food, uh, uh, pet food. They do? Yeah, yeah. And I think part of the mission behind it, well, I know part of the mission behind it is to really help families keep the animals in the home. Um, one of the reasons people relinquish animals is because they can't afford to feed them. And when times are down or people have lost jobs because of COVID, um, you know, sometimes the extra food really makes the difference. So it's really um, it's really a strategy to try to help families keep their pets in the home. Wow, that's something. Now, we know Paws Co. is a, a nonprofit. How do you get your funding? Is, do you have grants or some government help? Is it strictly donations? Do you do fundraisers? We do fundraisers. Um, the majority of our um, income comes from donations, so we really rely on our supporters um, to donate um, and donate to the cause. Is it a- um, one of our one of our best strategies, I think, and I think this is again throughout animal welfare, um, is to raise funds on Facebook. Um, really tell our story. It gives a platform to really tell our story and to do that fundraising. Um, I know last year alone, POSCO brought in over 25,000 from Facebook. Wow, that's great. So really, yeah, and you know, Facebook's great because they don't charge credit card fees like everybody else. So, um, you know, it's, it's a great way to, to bring in money and to support us and to follow us. Um, we do have a gala that we do every year um, that we'll do again this year in October, November, late fall. Um, but mostly, like I said, most of it comes through donations and through our followers and supporters. So the, obviously you have a website. Talk about the website a little bit. Yeah, it's posco.org. Um, the website has obviously a place to donate, um, but they also show showcase our adoptable pets. Um, there's also a volunteer application, a foster application. Um, if you can't foster, volunteering is a really good way to get involved as well. Like I said, our organization is 99% volunteer ran. Um, So our volunteers do everything. They work with the shelters to pull animals. They work with the foster parents to train them. Um, And, you know, the the vet team is all volunteers. So if you want to get involved, that's a great way to to do it. And, you know, you can't foster. Not everybody can and not everybody wants to foster and give them back either. So what are some of the qualifications required to be a volunteer? Yeah, I mean, our application is pretty simple. Um, We do run a background check just to make sure we have upstanding volunteers. Um, But you don't really have to have any experience. Um, No matter what you do in the organization, um, somebody will work with you and train you to do that. So, I mean, marketing, social media, that team, anything, you know, and and again, fosters as well. So no experience really required. Well, that, that's perfect for me. I have no experience, <laughs> but I. But well, I, you do. You have pets, and that does make. A I do. I do. A uh, dog. I'm a dog guy. There's no doubt about it. Uh, let me ask: Is there a cost for people to adopt the pets? Do they go online to see what pets are available? Say, yeah, that dog looks good. I'm going to find out about that. Yeah, and there's an application attached. Um, you know, we post all of our animals on Pet Finder. You'll find them on Facebook quite a bit. Um, but there's always a link for an application. Um, you fill out an application. And a lot of the times our adoption team will work really closely um, with that application and that person to find the right fit. Sometimes somebody, you know, sends out an application for Roscoe and, you know, the adoption team looks at it and says, oh, gosh, this is really a fit for, for Fluffy. So let's talk to him about Fluffy. So our adoption team is great in doing that kind of thing.
That's good. Do you encourage people that are wanting to adopt? What if they have other pets, like cats and they want a dog, or a dog and they want cats? Do you have to go through that whole process to make sure it's going to be a a good situation for both the person adopting the pet and the pet? Absolutely. And, you know, if someone has another dog and they want to adopt a dog, we do dog meet and greet, where we make sure that those dogs are comfortable with each other before we send them home. Um, And then, you know, if they have a cat or or other animals, we would make sure that the dog would do okay with the cat. Um, We obviously don't want to stress out any animals or families for that matter, because it's very stressful when animals don't get along in the household. So, um, you know, and things do arise. Sometimes we work with a training team that, that helps, you know, figure some of those things out if something comes up that we missed in the first place. So, Well, the old uh, meet and greet seems to work pretty well, doesn't it? Yes, it does. It's, it's a great process. Um, you, you know, you know really pretty quickly whether a, two dogs are going to get along. So it's it's a good it's a good process. That's something about pets. I guess they're kind of like people. They let you know pretty quick whether you're going to get along with that person or that That's pet. Right. <laughs> That's right. They do, and some are particular. You know, some dogs will get along with you know most dogs, and then sometimes they find one or two, or they're just like, nope. I'm not going to get along. So, <laughs> send you know, them, we, we send them back. We work in the meet and greet and make sure it's a good fit. <laughs> well, you got to do that. And before I let you go here, Sally, what's what's uh, in the future for uh, Pawsco? What's going to happen in the years to come? Because you're still relatively new. I am relatively new. Um, I think Pawsco's really, we're just kind of, I'm, I'm specifically getting my feet wet and solid on the ground and really coming up with our next strategy and what we're going to do moving forward. Um, I think we'll, we'll always be helping the shelters and pulling from the shelters um, for those animals that don't thrive in the shelter. That will, that will always be something we do um, and as well as the food bank. But as far as the future goes, I think we're going to really strategize this year and find out how to grow even bigger. So good job, Sally. So again, give us the website and give us the uh, Facebook location so we can help you out. Yeah, it's POSCO.org, um, and then our Facebook location is POSCO Adoptions. Sounds good. Sally Nail, Executive Director of POSCO. Keep up the good work. You sound excited about the job, and you're helping a lot of critters, that's for sure. Thank you so much, Murphy. I appreciate it. Yeah, anytime. You guys hang in there now. It's Mile High Magazine. I'll be right back. It's Murphy Houston here, and we thank you for being there.